When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another Courtside Fracker morning report. I'm joined this morning by Yas. How you doing, Yas? All good, mate. Morning. Good. Good morning, morning. It's day two around two. Um, so we're doing what we've gotten into a nice little habit of doing, which is taking you through an overview of the previous night's games. Let's start with the uh, number one seed. That's number one in the whole of the NBA uh, in the regular season. Phoenix Suns at home against the Dallas Mavericks. They pull out a 121 to 114 win to start off the series, right? Uh, yes, give us a game overview, please, sir. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of saying it to you before we started recording, like, they're just very, very good at basketball. They're just, <laughs> they just, the Phoenix Suns, I mean, who who got a win, like, they just, they never look flustered. They never look really, unless you got Jose Alvarado running a mock. Um, like, just when they're good, they just, everything's humming, everything's in rhythm, everything's flowing. Um, mismatches helped last night, which we'll go into, but, but yeah, it wasn't close. Like it, it finished seven points. It it wasn't close. I think like the average. I think they were ahead was like twelve fourteen for the game, and then um, yeah, everyone got theirs. Chris Paul did barely didn't even break thirty minutes. Got his looks to in the fourth. Devin Booker looked fine, moving fine. Got his looks. DeAndre Ayton, we're going to talk about at length. Um, got everything he wanted. Uh, Jay Crowder got in at the act for a little flurry in the second quarter. Yeah, like Cam Johnson had a good game, just everything flowing. Um, and and the Mavs just didn't really have an answer. Luca went off. Luca was fantastic. Didn't really have a lot of help. Um, 45 points and minus four plus minus. There's a lot, doesn't it? There's a lot. 45, four of 11 from deep. You're not going to get many better Luca games than that. There was a number actually that he... Now leads. So it's, it's it's funny considering that he's just been knocked out of the first round twice before this year. Um, he, he's got the most 40, forty plus point games of anyone under twenty three now in the playoffs. So wow. he's been valiantly battling in these matchups. But as was the case in the last couple of years, didn't have enough help. Yeah. Okay. Um, player of the game. Um, I mean. Luca was the best player on the court, right? So Luca got his forty-five. Um, they limited his assists pretty well, to be fair, but he still ended up with like eight. Uh, so for Luca, it seems normal, but he, he didn't seem to have the best playmaking influence throughout. 
um, until he started finding people in the corners a bit easier and they started hitting their shots and stuff. Um, so Luca was the best player on the court. Maxi yeah. Kleber had a very, very good night. It's about to say morning then. It's time zone things. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but I think I think it's a little bit of a mix of the best player on the night, but also the most important player of the series is DeAndre Ayton. Um, they have no idea what to do with him. Like genuinely, and it's not it's not it's not so much like that they're flummoxed tactically. He just, they just don't really have anyone to defend him. Dwight Powell isn't up to it, clearly. Um, DeAndre got his 25 and they had him looking like Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell's hybrid offspring, bro. Like, I he... think uh, Jason Kidd alluded to it before the series started and said, this ain't really go bad. This ain't Hassan Whiteside. DeAndre Ayton can actually score. He can put um, he, can, he put, can put it in the basket. And yeah, I mean it, it came to pass. Like um they clearly didn't trust Powell against him. They went small, different varieties all the time. Um, they went small with Maxi Kleber as the five early on. That was just a mess. He was backing into him, turn around, fadeaways, um <laughs> pocket passes they were finding him he was losing track of him in the paint constantly late on they went dorian finney smith as a, as a small ball five that lasted i mean that went about as well um yeah they just they just don't have an answer for it they got too many good playmakers campaign had a, a really nice um little connection with him halfway through the game they just got too many guys you can find him he's too good around the basket his touch is too good he's added range to his game um, as he's been in the league, yeah, just there's no answer, and I don't really know how they stop it. Like he got 25 last night, I could see him averaging 25 pretty easily. Didn't really seem to have to work that hard for it. Um, yeah. So, really so yeah, that's a big problem for them, man. Yeah, boy. Uh, coaching battle: Monty versus J Kid. Two of the two of the better, the really um, stellar coaches this season. Yeah, I think uh, like it'll be easy to say that Kid got battered because of just how easy Phoenix got into the paint. I don't know if it's that clear cut. Like he, like he alluded to, he doesn't think he has the personnel to handle that. Um, the Mavs got, the Mavs got good looks. The Mavs got a lot of, a lot of good threes. They probably generated more corner threes against Phoenix than most people are going to. Um, Luca played with poise all game. They were helped a little bit by some people getting hot in terms of Kleber and stuff, but um I don't think it was a massive gap in the coaching battle. I think you have to give it to Monty just because Phoenix were the best version of Phoenix. They were that version of Phoenix where everyone's shooting 50% from the floor. Everyone's making the right pass. Every set that is called is is the right one. Every flare, every cut, every screen that's set, it just seems like, yeah, it just seems like the floor's open. It seems like the angles and the spaces are perfect for it. So you've got to give it Monty, but not not because of any massive glaring mismatch that I saw. Um, mm. It's interesting to see what Kid does in the second game, though, because, yeah, I don't know if they just have to blitz and get more aggressive on the perimeter to stop those passes coming into him. but obviously then you can just go over the top. I'm not 100% what they do with it, um, but that would be a real test of, of how good this Jason Kidd season really is i think what solutions he can come up with for that so give it monty but more just because he's got him doing what he's got him doing for two years not because of anything special yeah uh blunder of the game 
you know what? I couldn't, not that I couldn't find one. Like I was thinking this, and it just was a, it was a pretty good game. Like I think, I think you could say the blunder was Kleber on Aiton, but that's above his pay grade. It's above his station. He's not really able. Um, I, I, I think maybe we link this one in with uh, who the lights were too bright for, and then you kind of got to redirect that lighting onto our our man who is expecting to be paid very handsomely and deserves to be paid very handsomely. This is J-Rack products, man. Jalen Brunson was poor. Jalen Brunson was really poor. Um, what, what was it? Was he missing bunnies? Was he... Yeah, yeah. He was smoking layups. He was, he was short on a lot of stuff. There wasn't really any penetrating playmaking from him on the night. Um, just really out of sorts. And that's the sort of thing where... That's that's the difference. Like Luca has a game. He, 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 for Mavs to have a chance in this series, both Luca and Brunson need to have be to firing. Um, I don't think they can afford to have just one of them because if you, you go and look at kind of what everyone did in terms of their job, Maxi Kleber, you're not going to get much better shooting from. Spencer Dinwiddie was okay. Davis Bertans came on, hit some shots. Um, Reggie Bullock could do better. Dorian Finney-Smith hit his shots. But that everyone kind of played to their averages, really. Like, no one was particularly below par apart from Brunson. And this Phoenix team just seems so good that they're going to need him to be really good. So, yeah, blunder for him would just be one of those short shots, one of those smoke bunnies. Like, yeah, it wasn't great, man. Before that. Fair enough, fair enough. I was funnily enough, I don't know how I ended up on his on stats. And as a 6 as 1. God, he he's really efficient from all over the all over the court, and he has been his whole career. So you expect to bounce back game. And before Luca uh, came back, um, he was really leading the Mavs, and they were they were comfy against the Jazz. And I guess, and I guess you you saw it with your Celtics as well. When you have that kind of previous experience in the previous, where you've kind of not gone against any perimeter defending, yeah. and you're getting into the paint, and it's Rudy Gobert, and it's you've got him dancing. Almost a first game against oh shit a proper proper perimeter defense uh, a big who's somewhat a bit mobile and they're not necessarily allowing Aiton to be in a complete island the same way Gobert was he almost has to okay get back in the lab okay these are the actual looks they're gonna give me so let me just make sure I'm I'm, I'm ready for those and, and Luca's gonna Luca's gonna Luca so and then, um, but that Luca Luca in is the thing as well like. I don't think you can sort of blame Kid or blame Luca, but I think it is a reasonable expectation that some players are just better with more reps. They're better with the ball in their hands. They're better yeah. in their rhythm and stuff. And and it's probably not a coincidence that now Luca's back and fully fit and has the ball for the majority of the game. Brunson's just not maybe the same player he was in those in those first couple of games as a player. But like you say, the the perimeter defence that he was up against is just different level. Crowder played some good stuff. Mikhail Bridges played some good stuff. Um, yeah, it's just it's just night and day, really. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, you make a great point there. So, it'll be, well, I don't think I'll do anything about it this postseason. Um, but we talk about how heliocentric um, they are. Is Does that set you up for long-term success like he'll always get his numbers and you know I think he was on a one of them lists where it's just MJ ahead of you which is always good good company to be in is this what's going to set you guys up for for long-term success because he's kind of the guy we're, we're already crowning us you know he's going to be an MVP of this league 
you're going to expect him to get one or two rings. But you know as well as I know that all it takes is a wrong injury. All it takes is somebody emerging and, and your future is completely rewritten. So got to strike while the iron's hot, I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah, um, how how far do you see this series going? I don't, I don't normally ask that, but yeah. Yeah, I think it, the Suns have total control of it. Like they can end it quickly if they play like tonight and if and the eight and things are a massive issue like they're based like they've been like Dwight Powell is serviceable you know like he's a decent regular season guy he got 15 minutes so Jason Creed kid clearly don't trust them against Aiden um so DeAndre Aiden showed last year that he can be a really efficient really really smart postseason player um he He's, a, he's really classy around the basket. Like He's playing with poise that he, he has matured in these last year and stuff. Um, and they're basically going up against him without a centre. Uh, so so Luca can do what he wants, and but Luca has to work twice as hard around the perimeter to break down his guy, to shake it off his guy, um, to, to find someone inside than Aiton does to just get it over the top and, and score from t- five feet, six feet. Um, nice little jumper. So... So I just don't see how far it can go without that solution. Um, so I'm fascinated what they try to do because you look up, at, you look at the roster. I just don't see anyone who's serviceable really no for solutions. it. Yeah, I think so, so. I think four or five, man. Like look at like gentleman sweep. Yeah, I definitely see them taking one in in Dallas. So my question is, do they deal with dinner at home and? Go two nil up, and I think if they go two nil up, and they and they and they win the third, they're sweeping them. Um, I, yeah, I guess my question is just where does it come from? Like those those wins, like Luca got his 45, 12 and eight, mm. um, and they weren't close. Like I know, I know the score says seven points, they weren't close, um, and it's not like like Chris Paul didn't see thirty minutes, Booker didn't see forty minutes, like eight and played 33 so they took their foot off the pedal towards the end as well like so it, it wasn't close like now nah, and then phoenix aren't going to be that efficient every single night like they're, they're just not um jay crowder hit three or five cam johnson hit 50 but then cam johnson's a really good he got a few from the corner like he's a really yeah. efficient guy um but then yeah you could you could equally look at Booker and say Booker was good, but Booker could have better nights. Booker can go off a lot better than last night. Um, yeah, Mikhail Bridges took his backseat role again, just getting 13 as opposed to his 31. Like he could go off. So I think there's a lot more ways for Phoenix to level up. Like you kind of look at Dallas and you, the center thing is a problem. Um, and I don't, you don't see Luca having a much better night. So it really relies on Brunson going, getting as hot. Um, yeah, I'd be concerned as as a Mavs fan. I'd be concerned because you just don't. I don't really see where the solution comes from. But yeah, like with with Boston, it, you 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 saw we went down. The solution is don't be garbage on offense. Like our two guys were awful. Whereas Dallas don't really have that respite to sort of lean on, like yeah, well we were bad, we'll get him next time. It's like no, Dallas weren't bad. Dallas were, Dallas were solid. Phoenix were just too good. Yeah, fair, fair enough, man. They they are the league leaders, and the um, faves to come out of of the West. Golden State will probably have something to say about that 
Um, but we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, let's go on to a word before uh, a word for player of the game. Yes, for Javel McGee, who go on. Turns out go, go, go. There was there was a play I think late in the late in the third or midway through the fourth where Luca got him on an island and you feared the worst, and he just stayed in front, tipped it out, clamped him, coast to coast dunk from Javel McGee, and it was like yes, mate, Javel enjoying life. So so again. Uh, Aiton was looking like Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. McGee was able to look like he was 25. So, again, yeah, it's a problem. Sick, sick, sick. He's come a long way from the Shaq to the full days and Javel McGee's a doofus. Um, he's a multi-time champion and he's and he's, and he's he's been a vet. Like, you know, you've got Hall of Famer, you've got All-Star, um, and then the next level down is staying in this league for 10 plus years, which we know is, is no easy feat, no matter how big you are. Um, so, so shout out to Javel. He's still con uh, contributing this late on in his career. So looking across to the Eastern Conference, uh, we have the Miami Heat versus the 76ers. Shaq, your Miami Heat pull out a 106 to 92 point win. Um, talk us through it. Give us a game overview. Well, you know, when you're the best team in the East, the hot seat's on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, you know what, yeah, I, I actually have to give some credit to the 76ers when I was watching the game yesterday. Um, I'm always the person that will criticise Miami Heat first. And Jimmy Butler was not the guy that I needed him to be yesterday. But Doc Rivers set the team up to play a lot of small ball yesterday. And it was quite surprising. I thought that they would start Fabule um, for a defensive aspect, but he started with Maxi, Harris, um, Harden, and so on and so forth. So I was like, okay, I know Danny Green and whatnot. So I was like, cool, let's see how this plays out. And I thought it's just attack DeAndre Jordan and and just keep getting to the bucket because, well, like he sucks, so should be good. And they actually held up for the first three quarters at least. There was a part where they went on an eleven and one. We got a bit complacent and then they kept fighting and then they got their first lead in the third quarter when it was like 51 to 50. And then they kept like coming back and forth. But then, as I said, when we actually stepped forward and concentrated a little bit more and Spolcher kind of got the team to use Bam in the aggressive way that we needed him to, yesterday it was just Bam and Hero that let, let us survive. And if we're going to play like that for the rest of the series, we could probably win against these guys. But in the conference finals, it's going to be a very, very peak for us. So, yeah, it was a good game. Like, it was a good game of basketball you enjoyed. James Harden, a bit of credit. to buy A Harden. good game for a Miami Heat fan or a good game for a neutral? No, good game for a neutral. Like, you can see the pros and cons of, of basketball these days when people are breaking free 24-7, Max Struess. But it's like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, was a, it was a good game to see, like, the pros and, like, the weaknesses of the Heat and also the... the the good parts of certain people. And Tobias Harris stepped up, I'll give him that, with the absence of a beat. He, he... J, J. Cole, J. Cole Jr. Yeah, yeah, um, he's, playing like, for that, he's playing for that next contract, didn't he? He actually played, like, the contract he's on for the first time this season. And I'll give him <laughs> that. I'll give him Shaq, that. Shaq, I've got a question, because you mentioned the centre rotation, right? Like, I didn't watch the game, so I'm just, I'm just looking at the box score. And before mm. you jumped on me and Mariah, we were just saying how awful... DeAndre Jordan has looked 
Um, obviously, you've got Dwayne Dedman, who is literally out of the league and looks more fit for person than, than Jordan. Yep. Jordan was a minus 22, and Paul Reed was a minus three. When I caught the highlights, Reed at least looked like he was adding some pace, some youth, um, some athleticism that Jordan just didn't have. Do we see Jordan again in this series, or do you reckon he's just done? If they had any other coach besides Doc Rivers, I would say you won't see <laughs> We said that as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, if it's anyone besides Doc Rivers, I'd say no, you would not. But with that guy, I just don't know. Like, 40 I minutes, game two. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going to play him again, and it's just going to be the same thing. So, Fair enough. Um, who did you have down as your man of the match? Oh, Bam Adebayo. I, yeah? Yeah, I'll give it to Bam. You, you can't drop 25 and, and be... It was the fourth quarter for me where Bam... Well, fourth and third quarter where Bam stepped up because he had 10 within the first quarter. You're like, all right, cool. Then it kind of faded away, but he just... See, the thing with Bam is he is undersized. He's like a 6'9", six, 6'10", six, um, centre. But the one thing about him is he, he don't give up. Mm. Like, always puts in the, the maximum effort to try and give something for the team. And you saw that yesterday where we was playing a bit shitty. He stepped up for us, so yeah. yeah. So I guess question for you, not necessarily specifically regarding this game. He 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 started really well, like you say, um, yep. but finish, and finished with twenty five. Do they not look for him enough, or does he not put himself in positions where he can he can get the ball? Because he's got correct me if I'm wrong. He's got a pretty good jumper out to like 10, 12 feet. Yeah, I'll leave us. I'll leave him give you like a, a fifty foot if you need to. Yeah. Um. The thing about Bam is a lot of our plays that we do is is they it's him on the three point line collect ball layoff because he's actually quite a good passer as well and yeah. it's a role that we usually play for him. We don't really give him offensive sets too tough. And then when we do, it's usually him doing the ISO like a triple threat and then pulling up, or he'll sometimes try and drive. But it's not the most efficient of plays that you can have in our team. So we do try somewhat live by the free and die by the free when it comes to Tyler Hero, Struess, Duncan Robertson. That's a lot of our players. Yeah, that's a lot of the players that play with him. Like a lot of his assists are just handoffs. So like he's like Jokic, like laying, like yeah, threading the needle. So a lot of his assists are handoffs and whatnot. Um, if we want to give him an offensive set, I think this is the best series to do it because you have DeAndre Jordan on the court where he's is sluggish, plodding, yeah with him but yeah he just needs to be more aggressive and actually kind of demand I think he needs a little bit more of a bag if he gets a bit more of a bag like this is your bag then it's scary what this guy could do but I don't think he owns that right now so cool um who who won the coaching battle you said um Doc surprised you by going small at times um and obviously you won pretty handily but who won the coaching battle how did Spo adjust to that adjustment by by Doc? It was more or less third quarter we tied in and then you could see that Doc surprised us. We actually wasn't ready for that because I think for the past few days we had trained like we was going to play Joel Embiid and we could only watch tape about them playing with Joel Embiid so we didn't really know what to expect but James Harden kind of stepped up as well. They were played aggressive to this and I'll give some credit to Doc Rivers but where Spell won it which is normal, is using Bam, using their weaknesses, and then also like injecting Max Vincent into the team when we needed to at the right time, and also playing like starting off with Max Struess because he knows how we're going to space out the floor. I'd give him that. 
cool. What would your play of the game? Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Play of the game. I didn't think about this one. You know what? I'll give it to you. Just because, like, you know, he's one of the best young players in the league and no one can really talk to him. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to the beginning of the game, um, Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year. Um... <laughs> Give him his first title. God. Listen, we gave him six hundred a year. Like Tyler Harrow was, you know, when someone's feeding themselves. Yep. So drives drives left off a pick and roll, and it's like the no look bounce pass to Bam, easy dunk. That was my favorite play of the game because the moment the moment was high, he was feeling it. Oh, that was my favorite part of the game so far. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, blunder of the game. Anything Doc Rivers done. <laughs> Why did Jimmy struggle so much? Uh, it gets, gets to a point where your mid-range ain't dropping. And to be fair, where I I see what they've done is they said, you're going to live or die by the three tonight. So they just packed out in the paint. Yeah. Any shot that we had, like even down to like offensive rebounds, it was techie because... You literally had four to five guys minimum in the paint. Like they were even barely, I even until that the fourth quarter, they were barely contesting shots on the three point line. Oh, they're was, just letting you lot do your thing, yeah. Hey, you lot shoot, and when that breaks, just know that there's no rebounds. There's a couple. Yeah, of no second chances. Yeah, like, they might have boxed out each other just trying to get the rebounds. Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy struggled in that aspect. When you take away the paint from him. And like that's one of his options gone. I mean, you know that you're gonna let you don't really mind Jimmy Butler shooting a free. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shaq, I, I, again, like this is box score based, but no MB, he's definitely gonna miss game two because he didn't travel to Miami. He's still in concussion protocol, he's broke his face, all of that. Don't know about game three, right? So Harden has another game where I say he's the main guy, but like you alluded to at the top, Tobias Harris had the most field goals and, and attempts, and Maxi had more attempts than Harden as well. So we kind of know what this Harden is now. Like, he is not going to get past this guy like he used to, and he is slower, and he is more methodical, and he is, I guess, more a pure point guard now by his own physical limitations. 16-9-5. and five. For me, like you don't have Embiid, you've traded the farm for Harden as the Sixers. He should be having the ability to put a team on his back in a game like this. When it was slower, when it was closer, when it needed the star quality, like is it? It was was last night more evidence that he's just not that guy anymore, or did he just get schemed out, or did he affect it in other ways? Like how did he look? No, so. He actually had a bit of those moments. That's why I say he kind of stepped up when it was just starting the third quarter. Like, he's the reason that they got their first lead, like him and Tobias, but he he got the layup for it. But as you said, he's not going to beat his man anymore, and that first step is kind of gone. Um, that was the danger, because it's either you're going to allow this guy to do a step back three, which is like a layup for him, or he's going to use that first step and he's gone, and you got you're either gonna foul him, and you're gonna get and one, or the layup is just sweet. But with us, and we kind of done the same defense on him that we done on Trey Young, and that's the best thing about Miami Heat. Vast Celtics, I don't think there's a team that can defend the perimeter as efficiently as a team in the league. 
especially where from position one to five, we don't have we have people that can move their feet to the same extent of guards. PJ, Bam, Bit Jimmy, like I mean, Harold's not a good defender, but you know what I mean? Like we just yeah. dare to irritate you anyway. Um so when James was having his step back trees, we, we was kind of blocking it out. But the second you start moving your feet to go for that layup, oh, we're there. And the, the refs weren't calling those fouls that he usually likes to get. Those and ones weren't dropping for him. So it was just a, a normal game for him where the refs aren't doing anything and you're slow now. So once you've taken away the explosiveness that he had, it was a it was can't get to the line. There's not really much yeah. more to do. Um, who were the lights too bright for, if anyone? DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, I would, I'm not even going to give him that because we know that the lights are too bright for him in the playoffs. Um, a person I was kind of expecting to give us buckets and maybe say, like, drop about a, a good 28 to 30. Tyrese Maxey was a bit underwhelming yesterday as well. Um, maybe... Um. Oh, sorry. I thought you was frozen around. I thought my internet. No, no, no. <laughs> I saw. I saw. I saw your face. Like, is he? Fr- <laughs> like, I like Maxi a lot. I think he's a good addition. And like, there's parts of teams where you say like he's the bucket getter if you need be, and we've seen him drop his forties, his fifties. Yesterday, when they sometimes relied on him for a bucket, we didn't really see it coming. So, yeah, I said maybe the lights were a bit too bright for him. I think. Um, I think Maxi does uh, not live off it, but. His perimeter shooting is is a big part of his arsenal, and whether they were just shocking or like you kind of alluded to, you lot defended it really well. Six of thirty four from deep as a team, one of six from him. Yeah, he's not, he, 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 he like, needs that to fall better. I think he shot like sixteen percent from three or something like that. Like it's it's a it was a bad game for him, and I don't think it's going to be like that every game. But yeah, when you're one of the young boys, you're. Like, I would expect an Edwards to step up like this or even, like, a Tyler Hero and Jordan Poole. You want to put him in that kind of category, lights are going to be shining. Yeah, yeah. One of them names you mentioned isn't like the others, but we, we won't get into that. So, obviously, um, Embiid has got the orbital fracture. I was doing a bit of Googling and apparently he's like, and he's got the concussion, which is about three weeks. So, like Yas said, he's not going to be in game two. So, we assume you're going to win that. Um, but then there's a bit of a break um, before you have game three. I think you won't play game three again until Saturday or Sunday. Uh, oh. Let's say he comes back. Um, what potential impact do you think he, he has on this series? Absolutely nothing. 30 and 11. 30 Absolutely. and 11 and 4. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know what, yeah? I think it's been- <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare, Shaq. Oh. Okay, you know what people have to remember to do? Yes. Like, they would like, let's say you inject this game, man, you put Embiid in there. Yeah. They would, they would just add 30 points and 11 rebounds to it. Yeah. But for him to get that, you take away about 15 points from it, from Harris. Yeah. You got to take even another 10 points from Harden because all the opportunities are gone, like you sent your game around Embiid. And that's where we thrive. If you have one person that you focus on is your focal point for offense. That's when Miami Heat and Celtics as well. Yeah, that's Miami Heat basketball. I'm looking the only I, person I, that sometimes it's, you struggle with is is Giannis because he's a freak of nature. Giannis, yeah. But if you want to have that one person as your center of attention, yeah, we will live with that. We we will live with that, and we will try and isolate that person and take away his game. And Embiid is not impossible 
to take the game away from. We've seen it, especially in the playoffs. They ab- absolutely. Do you think he's gone up a level though. No, this is the best Embiid's ever been. That's cute. Give him some respect, man. Wow, he's, taking, he's taking eight shots out of um, Paul Reed and DeAndre Jordan to, to, to start with. Takes a few of Tobias Harris's shots as well. Um, and the offense generally will hum better with it. The, the, the post defense will be better too. Um, I want to see it. Hopefully, hopefully we get to see I, it. Obviously, I would you, love you, you schemed, it. you schemed for Embiid being there, right? Like yeah. you said, all the tape you would have watched would have been with Embiid. Also, Bam has somebody to bang against him as well. So, um, yeah, I hope he does come back. Listen, I just say if Embiid was there, it would probably still end 4 1. Gentleman sweep, yeah? Gentleman sweep. We'll be nice. I'll give him one. Right. I, I, I respect your I respect your confidence. I, I really hope he comes back, but I have a feeling he, he won't. I you think know, if he comes back, it's the excuses he's coming back from an injury. He's probably going to be wearing like a Batman mask to protect his face. Yeah. Um his hands are messed up as well. So him coming back, I think might even jeopardize the team a bit. They played some decent team basketball at times. So I don't know how it's gonna work out, but Regardless. But even, but wouldn't you say even a 60-70% Embiid is better than DeAndre Jordan and Paul Reed? I might be better than DeAndre Jordan and Paul Reed, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. There's a, there's that big there's that big gap as the teams go back home. Um, but yeah, as of now, you, you guys are looking good for the Eastern Conference Finals, all being well. Listen, I don't think we're looking good for the Eastern Conference Finals, if I'm honest. Um... I think we're looking good for the finals. I don't I don't see anything that like, that's really a challenge. Like as I said, we're on a bite tour. Like the bite tour's ha- happening. It's, we it's need we need we need guys like you, Dion Waiters, these are rational confidence guys. No, um, confidence. I, I won't lie, you got a very nice side of the bracket in the east. Oh, we got a nice side of the bracket. Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, who had no business being yes, in the first hated. year. Let's you go. Know, <laughs> you, know, you know why we would have the nice side of the bracket? Because we finished top of the conference. I get that. I get that. And you deserve, <laughs> like, the first round off. Uh, and and then now the second round is... I mean, even with Embiid, I'm with you. I'm, I, I was never really a believer in the Sixers. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll just... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who. We'll see who you meet out there. We'll see who you I, meet out there. I personally believe we'll probably meet the Celtic. Um, and that's light. I'd look. For, <laughs> I'd look forward to that. That's light. I, I I need I need six seven a.m. pods of you two. <laughs> Four a.m. Five a.m. <laughs> just go back and forth on this one. So uh, we, I we'll think we're gonna be uh, we our, our our future might be decided this evening if we don't get a win tonight. Then it's long. Look, the bite yeah. tour is happening right now, and it's one of them ones that it's not happening by the Bucks. It's not happening by the Celtics. The bite tour is happening by the Miami Heat because we're the best in the East. That's what we do, and then. You know, I'll probably end up seeing Golden State in finals. Can't wait for it. It's fine. We got something for Steph. So. Come. Uh, Shaq, yes. That's always a pleasure. Um, yes, you mentioned you guys are playing tonight, game two. So we'll be doing this again um, tomorrow morning. And and Shaq, if you don't mind, we'll, we'll try and do it again on Thursday um, after your game. And, I, and I'll try and check that game out as well. Yeah, it'll be a good watch for you, man. Yeah. 
Nice. <laughs> nice one, brother. <laughs> Podcast Network.